can can you can you say can you say hello? Hello. Wait, I wasn't ready for that. Can hello. you say hello? Hello. No, he- he- wait, no hello. Hello. I, I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Welcome to Nine Cents. Nine Cents is a satanic perspective of our modern world, and I'm your host, Adam Campbell, being joined by the one, the only, the amazing Aaron. How are you, my dear? I'm well. How are you? I'm better than well. And well. I hope you shape up. Ship up? Nope. Ship shape up. Wait, which is it? Shape up or ship out. There it is. Uh, or else, you're going to have to ship out. Mm-hmm. Which, after you just said that, didn't make much sense at all. Mm-hmm. But... Anyway, it's a good start. It's a good way to start the show. (laughs) (laughs) It is December 8th, and we have a fantastic show for you this week. In The Devil's Advocate, we're going to be talking about Satanism and the holidays. I I do this every year, but there's a reason, because there's always questions about it. And, (laughs) you know, new Satanists that, you know, discover uh, have have concerns and thoughts and ideas, and I'm going to squash them. (laughs) (laughs) Or clarify them. Either way. In the Infernal Informant, Oklahoma Satanists seek monument by state house steps. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. (laughs) Gay teacher Michael Griffin fired from prep school for marrying partner. He's gay. What? And yeah, another amazing episode of Down to the Crossroads, episode 18. Wow. Empty stocking blues. Aw. Is that for the holiday? Yes. Or, or you just like the wicked witch that like her stocking shriveled up because you got no, house. no, like Christmas no. stock, like fireplace. That makes much more sense. Santa, yeah, much much more sense. Uh-huh. Well, before we start, I was looking. Okay, here's here's what I do. I'm a, I, I manage a couple different websites, and so I often find myself searching just keywords that are related to the sites to see how they show up in um, search engines, mm-hmm. and you know. I mean, you always have to constantly sort of work at websites. You're never like, okay, I'm done, and clap your hands and, you know, move about. You always have to constantly modify them, keep them updated and, and such. And and because of this, I ran across something. Like, I was looking for Satanism. I just <laughs> typed in Satanism to see what would come up. And I saw a number of different definition um, sites come up, little di- different dictionary sites. Mm-hmm. And I l- was looking at some of the definitions and they're all wrong. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> they're all wrong. Mm-hmm. And like, I could understand like w- Wikipedia, I'm going to give a little bit of a pass because at least they address the different, mm-hmm. the common views of what Satanism is and they address each of them. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, there's dictionaries online that just give you lies about satanism mm-hmm. it's insane and so this is like a call out to anyone listening yeah do you have any idea about how we can manage this what do we do <laughs> we about need this? to correct definitions it is just crazy that 
There's that much incorrect information out there. And <clears throat> duh, no wonder why no one fucking knows the damn truth when there's dictionaries telling lies. So. Yeah. I think the, the first hit that came up that I saw was the worship of Satan typically involving a travesty of Christian symbols and practices, such as placing a cross upside down. <laughs> there you have it. That's <laughs> true. I did that when I was 12. Sure. We did. Um, it's, it's just frustrating. You know, we do stuff like this. Spe speaking the truth. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter because we have dictionaries, which people just take as fact, mm. telling lies. Uh, so, yeah, if anyone has any ideas, uh, let's brainstorm. Let's mm. see if we can do anything, something. Seriously. Um, okay, so this morning I thought, hey, wouldn't it be horrible if we did a live version of <laughs> The Last Chance for Questions? God, that would be awful. That. If we did a live version of the Q and like get to know a Satanist episodes. Oh. So if we used, you know, obviously cameras and you could see our faces oh and <laughs> the boogers hanging out of our noses. Oh dear. Um, and we could do it so it's a little bit more personal, a little bit more fun, maybe a little more relaxed, uh, <laughs> but give you a little bit more exposure. I mean, the whole idea of this is to sort of pull back the shade um, the shades to, you know, sort of pull back that curtain at the Wizard of Oz, the little tent that he had next to his throne room and, and <laughs> reveal who we are um, to you, the listener. And because this is a format where you really only get one tiny little glimpse of us through photos or through our audio snippets, uh, it would be interesting, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe. to see our ugly mugs. Mm. So I reached out and it, we've gotten decent response from people saying that yes they would love to have a live broadcast of that one particular episode I have reservations mm -hmm. because I'm a regular human being <laughs> and I'm always a little concerned I started this show with live feeds and performing it live did you? Uh, like, like really live I, it was not pre-recorded like I do right now mm -hmm. and I had cameras set up and everything and I did that for oh, I think it was uh, just under a year mm. and the the more I, I started doing it and I started like watching what I was doing, I realized that there is a loss of um, oh what's the spontaneity phrase? Well, no, I mean that that was pretty good because I'd have people live chatting to me and it would just sort of be a, a nice back back and forth. But there's an authority that's gained mm. by not seeing everything. You know, I, and, and that may sound strange, but bear with me because I, I found it to be absolutely true. When you have limited access, and Anton LaVey spoke about this specifically um, with secrets. Mm -hmm. There's power to be gained in secrets. Well, if you don't have a one-on-one face-to-face um, reveal, then what I'm saying, you're instead of looking at me and taking it as in I'm saying it, you're looking at it as, okay, well, this is satanic information, and this is a Satanist giving it, and it it forces you to, instead of looking at me and judging me as the individual delivering it, to look at the information and judge the information. And that's what's important, not me. And so I, I stopped doing it because I felt like I was hindering the progress of what I wanted this show to be. Yeah. And it could be because time put in, it could be for whatever reason, but when I stopped doing live broadcasts, I actually gained a larger audience and I started to grow exponentially, which is 
fantastic. Um, and so I'm a little bit worried about going back and doing this. And so there's a lot of things running through my mind. Well, how can I do this? How can I do that? Do I want to be goofy? Do I want to, you know, because all of these things that I do on the side with video or with um, audio commentary, um, in this context of this podcast, it, it wouldn't make much sense to do that because I would be undercutting the message because then suddenly you're focusing on me. Um, you know, and with these other segments, uh, they're brought in like yours, Aaron, down to the crossroads where it's not just me and you're fo focusing more and more on one, the organization that Church of Satan, which is important to me, but two, the, the real information about Satanism out there online and in the world. I mean, you're, you're getting a first-hand glimpse of Satanism through Satanists' eyes and, or, or in this case, through radio waves penetrating your brain. Um, and, you know, it, it just, it, it makes it more real that way. Again, because the content is front and center. I so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's something I'm kicking around. And Aaron, if you're okay with it, maybe we can do some testing and see what happens. And then I, I'm not going to promise it's going to happen because I want to make sure that <laughs> You know, it's I'm not gonna bastardize my show trying to do it. Well, it's just gonna be a one-off, right? Right, and I mean, really, it would be you know one-off for every one of those that we do. So mm -hmm. when when we have you being the center, then obviously we'd want to try to do the same thing and right. so on and so forth for all of the segment producers. Um, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. it'll be fun. Maybe it'll be a horrendous mistake, and I'll lose <laughs> every listener I've ever gained. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll come back for me at the very least. Well, that and that's here's the, here's the truth of it. I think you're the reason why they want why no. everyone was th that did say they were you know welcome to the idea. I think it's because they want to see you. I don't blame them. I understand. I've seen you. Oh, I'm gonna try really hard to look ugly that day. <laughs> Paint on warts. It won't be hard, but I mean, <laughs> take hours, hours. It's true. Um, I just wake up. Right, so anyway, my my point of bringing this up. I think was to call for more questions. So if, if I mean, we're probably going to start testing this next week to see if we can do this live. So if you have any questions for me or for any of the other segment hosts, uh, send them to us info at nine podcast.com or find those segments on Facebook or Twitter or the website and submit your questions there. Um, yeah, we obviously this is for you because you requested it and we want to make sure that you get the answers to the questions that you have. So for if you want to know about us, literally everything's on the table, whether we answer or not, it's another thing, but let us know what you want. I'm an open book. Indeedly do. <laughs> totally. Hey, uh, the history of the church of Satan. So I was also, you know, part of my regular, just website screwing <laughs> around today. There's some really amazing content on churchofsatan.com. And I, I say this every single week <laughs> for years now. Um, but I was looking through, and if you ever, like, obviously, in my opinion, the, the best source of information about the history of the Church of Satan is through the written books <laughs> that are out. So Church of Satan by Blanche Barton um, obviously is an amazing, amazing book. Mm. But there's some, and, and some of this content is, is gleaned from those sources. So if you go to churchofsatan.com, you can actually see some really wonderful history about the Church of Satan. And you actually get the truth. You don't have to worry about whether or not the definition is accurate or not, because <laughs> it's on the Church of Satan websites. Therefore, it is accurate according to the Church of Satan. So if you ever want to know what Satanism is, or the history of the Church of Satan, or how Satanism was created in the first place, then go to the website, check out the history of the Church of Satan. It's really fantastic, and uh, it's worth a look, or maybe just a revisit, 
because it's it's interesting information. Definitely. And then uh, one last thing before we start. I know I'm babbling on a lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, call for intros here, people. If you want, and I've gotten a lot of them so far, but I lost years worth. And so I am trying to sort of generate more. That At the very beginning, when you heard Aaron say, I would like if I may to take you on a strange journey, send me those. So you can either send me an audio clip of you saying it on via email, info at ninecentspodcast.com, or you can call my Google Voice account, which goes straight to an email, <laughs> and just leave me your own audio clip. Like an answering machine, just give it to me. I will edit it together, clean up the audio as best as I can, and I will put it on the show. So if you want your own intros... Uh, even if you want to do them in goofy voices, I had one dude do Hank Hill, which was fun, <laughs> you know, kind of cool. I've had other musicians send me their own, like Les Hernandez, it was fantastic, where he sent me an edited sort of musical version of it. Um, Slesk from Sierra 3 did his own little musical version, which was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to do yours, send it in. I would, like, completely appreciate it because I am really, I don't have a lot, and I don't want you guys hearing the same intro every single week. Uh, so, there it is. Uh, how about we start the show? You want to? Why not? You got anything to talk about? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dive into the devil's advocate. In nomine de nostris, Thomas Luciferi Excelsior. In the name of Satan, the ruler of the earth, the king. Though I'm an active member, I do not speak for the church of Satan. I'm going to take a sip here of my Bushmills. Bushmills? Look at you, fancy, fancy. fancy and then I'm going to take a sip of my pumpkin wheat ale. How many boozes are you drinking at one time? Two. Oh, okay. One bourbon, one scotch, and a beer. And that's all. Hey, 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 hey. hey, hey. Johnny Lee, hook it. Hook. Come on. Word. Come on. All right. Um. <laughs> are you cool? I'm okay now. Okay. Satanism in the holidays, Aaron. What? When you were a... F- <laughs> this is really funny. When you were a fledgling Satanist... Mm-hmm. Low those many moons ago. Uh, was this something you ever had issue with? What, Christmas? Well, well, yeah, Christmas one, but also um, any any Christian... Any, any holiday that was reportedly Christian-influenced. Well, you know, I think I maybe... One year had a twinge of that, but then I realized that it's a pagan holiday originally, and it then doesn't bother me. You know, I, I like it. I call it Xmas. You know, just take the Christ out of Christmas, and there you go. I'm happy with it. I fucking love the holidays. I love Christmas. I love presents. I ask because, <laughs> Why like, when I was coming up as a young man, oh... Tell me. You're high-ish, and I was first introduced <laughs> back in the day. Hmm. No, when I was first introduced, it was not a, a complete understanding of what Satanism is. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people Certainly, stumble yeah. across Satanism with complete misinformation. So uh-huh. this may resonate with other people as well. But when I was coming up, I, I genuinely thought it was anti-Christianity. I thought it was the opposite of everything that I, my parents were trying to instill in me. Mm. And I, I sort of started looking into it and goofing around with it because I thought I was just being rebellious and, you know, I wanted to find my own way. Mm. Um, the, obviously, the more you travel down that road and you actually read, then you realize that that's not the case at all. Mm. Um, but that's how I started. 
And I genuinely thought, and I think a lot of people that come up in metal culture, um, mm-hmm. you know, like metal music, heavy metal music, death metal, um, they, they kind of take this stance too a lot, at least in my personal experience, where they don't want to celebrate um, sort of as an act of defiance or they want to, you know, go overboard and, right. and do it, you know, with aborted babies on, you know, pictures of aborted babies on trees and just be as, as <laughs> anti-Christian as they possibly can with the holiday. Um, and I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that personally at all. I mean, celebrate however you want to celebrate anything. I'm against but, it. <laughs> uh, but people do have genuine issue with it at times. I mean, they, especially when, you know, you are coming up early and, and, and you haven't fully, I don't know, discovered or digested what Satanism really truly is. And you start to think that if I, if I celebrate in these things, I mean, even things like saying, as an offhanded remark, Jesus, why would you ever say that? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, people are like, ooh, don't say Jesus. I mean, right. I don't want to be, I don't see him as a Christian or um, anything like, you know, just saying God is mm-hmm. thank an God. exclamation. So, mm-hmm. you know, people do have issue with that. And and that was something that I did early on. I did honestly have a lot of issue with that because I, I mean, one, I never really said it that much anyway, mm-hmm. but I would go out of my way not to if my mm-hmm. mind started formulating that yeah (laughs) so you know this i i say sweet hell a lot and that all came (laughs) out of this uh refusal to say anything that would resonate christian even if it was taking their name in vain right which is ironic (laughs) it doesn't make any sense at all um i may be the only one that did this but it, it it was you know my way of going through uh exploration i mean when i was in the military in basic training when all of the other uh, Christians were, and Baptists and, you know, what have you, were going off to their um, Sunday ceremonies with their chaplains, it was me and a number of other people just sort of sitting behind and we were assigned to clean everything. You either went and found God or you <laughs> stayed in the barracks and cleaned. And so we did a lot of fucking cleaning. But then we'd just sit and talk. And, and there was a lot of discussion about, well, how does a Satanist celebrate holidays? Because it's it's easy to say... Well, obviously, our birthday is the most important, and so we celebrate that. And there's a general idea about how that's celebrated. Um, general. And then you have other holidays that are very religious. Easter. Uh, and you have Christmas, which are very religious-centric in our modern view. And how do you do that? So, like you said, Aaron, mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking matter. You just yeah. X out Christ, and you move on. Yeah. Um, and I think... Especially when, you know, I'm, I live in Salt Lake, and so we have this place called Temple Square, which is this sort of center holy ground of Mormonism. And they do this whole production of light lighting and, and um, nativity scenes and the whole thing at their huge temple complex, which is a huge draw for tourism and for the religious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went as a kid with my family, and it's something where, you know, you get to see these wonderful lights and these displays that are really exciting. But then you also have to deal with that religious side of it. Mm-hmm. I think... It's... Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But I think we're all adults. You know, I think you struggle with that kind of question when you're young, maybe, and a young Satanist. But, you know, we can make our own decisions. We realize that... I mean, who wants every day to be the same? You know, that's why we have holidays. It has, for us and for almost everyone, you got to admit, holidays aren't really about any sort of religion. It's just about having a day that is different than every other day, you know? Life would be just grueling and awful if we 
never had a Christmas and we never had a Thanksgiving. It's just an excuse to, or a birthday. It's just an excuse to do something different than every other day. And that's really what the holidays mean to me. It's just like, it's a change from the mundane. I mean, you know, historically there are real reasons to have, Mm -hmm. you know, equinoxes and solstices. Um, There were times of the year that signified, obviously, harvest Mm -hmm. and the planting season and everything. And so we take those necessary traditions um, that that people used to celebrate as a way of, of not only expressing the season as they saw it, but also survival of, you know, Mm -hmm. performing those actions that continued their existence um, and and celebrating those actions, truly. And then we as human beings like to attach meaning to everything, and so we start to associate religion with these times, and it becomes all kind of gobbledygooked up. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially for Christmas, that's a byproduct, not, as you said, pagan, but not of Christians. It's, It's a byproduct of an amalgamation of a bunch of different religious celebrations including the solstice uh, from the time and so there's all these tiny little bits that have been gobbled together and and it creates what christmas is the way i like to see it is truly a sort of roman celebration Mm -hmm. Um, and last year i spoke to this in in much more depth than i will even touch this week last year and this year um, talking about, but Saturnalia. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was this huge Roman tradition of sacrifice and ritual Mm -hmm. and celebration. (laughs) Yeah, the Romans celebrated. Surprise. Shocking. Spoiler alert. But uh, it it was an an amazing sort of celebration. And it it was sort of the one time of the year where you got to rise up and and sort of settle scores even. which is kind of a fun notion. You know, we, not modern day times, we think of Christmas as, you know, we get to collect together in a family unit and we get to celebrate the season and whether that means snow or lights or a tree or presents or whatever it is, you get to celebrate that in any way you like. Uh, but it has obviously become much more commercialized, I'd say, in the last uh, 50 to 100 years than mm-hmm. any other religion. I'm sorry, any other holiday. holiday. Well, everything has. I mean, everything's commercialized now. It's it's just yeah. a sign of the times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's maybe a little bit unfortunate, but it's, you know, whatever. That's what we do. We build and we progress and we own and buy and consume. <laughs> um, that's who and what we are. But for those of you, and, and I understand very much that if you came from a really religious household, Adjusting to the holidays is going to be, as a Satanist, is going to be much more challenging than if you just came from either a non-religious or a light religious household. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's going to be much more because there there are significant celebrations and rituals that happen that, or none at all, depending on the religion, hmm. that it's hard to sort of get over that hurdle. And for me, and obviously, as you stated, Aaron, for you, what's most important more than anything else is that you take what you like and you discard what you don't like. <laughs> and if, and there's also this idea, and I want, I want to touch on this really quick. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going a little long here, I know, but I, I want to get this out. Um, I think a lot of it generates for the, the, the early Satanist or the Satanist that fully hasn't digested mm-hmm. what this religion truly is. 
yet, or they, you know, they're stuck with hiccups in their mind from what they were taught as kids. Hmm. Um, there's this idea of, well, if I do celebrate, then I'm not as good of a Satanist. There's right. this idea that you can be a better Satanist, or you're not quite a good enough Satanist. And that, that idea is poisonous, because yes. <laughs> if Satanism can tell you anything, it's not about being compared to the guy to your left and right, right. a better Satanist than them. It's <laughs> about being the better version of you, as you want it to be. So it has nothing to do with this worldly view of what a Satanist should or should not be and what, how you measure up to that. that. That's faulty thinking, and that's actually going to hinder you in your individual development as a human being, certainly as an individual who identifies as a Satanist. So don't go into it looking like that, because if you enjoy the nativity scene and you enjoy the myth surrounding it, and you're a Satanist, I don't care. Yeah, go for it. It doesn't matter to me. Have fun. It, <laughs> I mean, who knows why you like it and who cares? It's, it's your decision. That doesn't make you less of a Satanist. It makes you a different Satanist. And guess what? We are all drastically different. Yeah. So don't pretend like there is yeah. a standard and that is Satanism and that you have to achieve it. And allowing that poisonous notion to stop you from enjoying things that you might otherwise enjoy or for performing actions that you might otherwise perform. Yeah, and whatever you do, do not try to justify your decision. You know, if you love the mm -hmm. nativity scene and you want Jesus, you want Mary, Joseph, donkeys, don't make up donkeys. some like revisionist history about why this, why you care about it. Just, you, you fucking like it. That's all you don't have to make up excuses. Just fucking like it. That's your prerogative. Yeah. It it seems, you know, when we say it, it's so obvious. And, you know, obviously people yeah. have hang-ups that make no sense at all. Not even to them sometimes. Right. <laughs> but it is, it, I mean, it's really that simple. You need to get over this idea mm -hmm. of needing to measure up. Because that's not what it's about. And that's not certainly what any Satanist thinks. Like, ooh, he's... Mm -hmm. He's not a good a Satanist because he's a Jesus. Oh my goodness. You know, it's right. really not about that. Have your own opinions about the people, of course. Oh, for Christ's sake. And if God, you yes. think of them lesser than you because they do enjoy nativity, yeah, fuck it. Think oh. of them as lesser. Who cares? Yeah. That's your opinion. <laughs> but don't use it as means to deny yourself enjoyment in a holiday that you may otherwise enjoy, especially one that is shrouded in non Christian history. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is insane that it, we can literally just be two generations removed mm -hmm. from this Victorian ideal of what life is and how it's all Christian related. Yeah, if you're going to rebel. But it's a lie. Yeah, if you're going to rebel, make sure you're rebelling against the right thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Seriously, we'll get over some stuff here that you can rightfully rebel about. <laughs> this is not one of them. So enjoy the holidays. Raise your glass of eggnog or of spiked eggnog and have fun. That's the point. Enjoy those you're around. And if you don't have anyone around, employ a little lesser magic and stop being a boob. Boob. <laughs> you boob. <laughs> you boob. All right, Infernal Vormit. Whoop. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, friends? Uh, Infernal Vormit. Oklahoma Satanists seek monument by statehouse steps. This is uh, Oklahoma City. This is from the AP uh, today, I guess. 
so in their zeal to tout their faith in the public square, conservatives in Oklahoma may have unwittingly opened the door to a wide range of religious groups, including Satanists, <gasps> who are seeking to put their own statue next to a Ten Commandments monument outside the state house. The Republican-controlled legislature in this state, known as the Buckle of the Bible Belt, authorized the privately funded Ten Commandments monument in 2009, and it was placed on the Capitol grounds last year despite criticism from legal experts who questioned its constitutionality. The Oklahoma chapter of the American Civil Liberties Union has filed a lawsuit seeking its removal, but the New York-based Satanic Temple saw an opportunity. It notified the state's Capital Preservation Commission that it wants to donate a monument and plans to submit one of several possible designs this month, month said Lucian Greaves, a special... Huge bag! <laughs> Sorry, I had a cough. Yeah, are you okay? You need a lozenge? I'm good. We believe that all monuments should be in good taste and consistent with community standards, Greaves wrote in a letter to state officials. Our proposed monument, as an homage to the historic literary Satan, will certainly abide by these guidelines. Greaves said that one potential design involves a pentagram, <laughs> how original, a satanic symbol, <laughs> while, uh, while another is meant to be an interactive display for children. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't even be, I, that wasn't even written into my script. Um, he said, oh, he said he expects the monument, if approved by Oklahoma officials, would cost about $20,000. Republican State Representative Mike Wrights, who spearheaded the push for the Ten Commandments monument and whose family helped pay the $10,000 for its construction, declined to comment on the Satanic Temple's effort. But Greaves credited Ritz for opening the door to the group's pro proposal. He's helping a satanic agenda grow more than any of us possibly could, Grieve said. You don't walk around and see too many satanic temples around. But when you open the door to public spaces for us, that's when you're going to see us. Ta-da! He's, he's got away with words, doesn't he? The Oklahoma legislature has taken other steps that many believe blur the line that divides church and state. The House Speaker said he wants to build a chapel inside the Capitol to celebrate Oklahoma's Judeo-Christian heritage. Several lawmakers said they want to allow nativity scenes and other religious-themed symbols in public schools. Republican Representative Bobby Cleveland, who, plan who has the dopest name ever, yeah. also plans to introduce one such bill next year, said many Christians feel that they are under attack as a result of political correctness. <laughs> he dismissed the notion of Satanists er erecting a monument at the Capitol. I, I think Satanists are a different group. You put them under the nut category. Brady Henderson, legal director for the ACLU Oklahoma, said if state officials allow one type of religious expression, they must allow alternative forms of expression. Although he said a better solution might be to allow none at all on state property. There's a novel idea. <laughs> we would prefer to see Oklahoma's government officials work to faithfully serve our communities, improve the lives of Oklahomans instead of erecting... <laughs> granite monuments to show us all how righteous they are, Henderson said, but if the Ten Commandments, with its overtly Christian message, is allowed to stay at the Capitol, the Satan Satanic Temple's proposed monument cannot be rejected because of its different religious viewpoint. Right. So, these guys, huh? Again. <laughs> um, I only brought this up because I made a comment in other places where 
I, I'm not concerned until, like, larger media outlets pick up this story uh, when it was first brought out. Now, I would not call USA Today the paragon of breaking news, um, but it is a larger outlet. And seeing this, I think, does not require an official response. Mm. But because I'm not an official responser, <laughs> responser That's is a word. a word now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give a response. Oh, please. And I'm hoping, Aaron, that you will as well. So, first of all, let me say that the Satanic Temple <laughs> is not affiliated in any way with Satanism or the Church of Satan. I want to get that out clear yeah. hands down if that's not, not at all abundantly clear the fact that they moved from florida to new york proves that they're just trying to ride coattails yeah that's it and the fact that they use a fucking made-up retarded name i know and greaves after amazingly enough the douchebags that sort of put this whole goofy troop together of three people like outed each other by <laughs> having a in-depth article about who they really are, they but just... they're still going about their fake fucking names. So hey, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a problem because no one in Oklahoma, <laughs> wide sweeping statement, who is a Christian is going to know the difference between right. the Satanic Temple or the Church of Satan. They're not going to have a fucking clue. Mm -hmm. I would argue that the majority of USA Today readers are not going to know the damn difference. Um, when you have dictionaries online not even giving the truth fucking sake! Ah! Mm. But, you have douchebags like Lucy and Greaves who, I actually don't mind the notion of challenging the idea of having any religious monument sure. associated on public property. I think, especially when it's uh, a law house when it when it's a, a place of legislation I, I have i have genuine issue with that and i think the idea if this was brought up solely to remove the ten commandments not to put yours in is something that's interesting and worth discussing but if they, if they are genuinely have twenty thousand dollars which i'd be so surprised if they did or could even get the loan for it right um to put up a monument or an interactive monument for children? What are they talking about? What the fuck? <laughs> um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pull us backwards in time mm. by providing alternate definitions of Satanism. Mm -hmm. when, we, when the organization, when the administration has fought so goddamn hard for nearly 50 years to keep the truth on the surface, mm. this is going to pull it backwards. So for that reason and many, many more. This is a horrible idea. I do have to wonder, though, because I, I, I cannot imagine that this troop of, of fools would ever have <laughs> the financial backing to actually do this. I, I think it's more just to threaten and then thereby remove the Old Testament uh, monument. Yeah, there's no telling to what lengths they, they'll go to. You know, they seem to, to really be kind of um, loving this attention. They did that whole... Um, Westboro Baptist thing and right. uh, yeah. adopted a highway and all of that stuff. So I, it, there's no telling what lengths they'll go to. They seem to really be kind of um, impressed by themselves and each other. And it's unfortunate that they're they're sort of um, glomming on to, the, uh, you know, the Church of Satan's 
infamy, if you will. You know, they, they took the name and they're taking that name and they're sort of, people aren't going to differentiate. So they think it's sort of an auxiliary version of the church. of These people, of course, that have no idea what's going on at all. So there's just, I mean, they may cash in, try to cash in on that, the name alone, just Satan, especially if they're using like Indiegogo or whatever they were using to crowdsource. Um, not a lot of people know the difference and they're, that's really unfortunate. <laughs> and I mean, for anyone that just takes things for face value, they can say whatever they want about the organization of, of the Church of Satan and right. people will believe it because sure. they think, well, it's a satanic temple. They must know because the Church of Satan is Satanist too. Mm -hmm. So there is genuine danger in this group being out there and being so vocal. Um, here's the difference, I think, that a lot of people maybe miss. And certainly I know for a fact that the satanic temple misses. Mm -hmm. The Church of Satan, as in my experience... Is not, and in my opinion, I have to get, sort of give you know, mm -hmm. no brief snippets there, um, disclaimers. It's not about furthering a satanic overt agenda, right. challenging the status quo overtly. Right. It's about individual satanists finding victory in their own lives through decisions that they've made. It's about owning one's life, and there is pentagonal revisionism, which is an overt. Uh, sort of loosely defined movement that the, the organization believes in, as, as written by uh, uh, initially Anton LaVey, um, it's not an overt call to action. It's, it's more of this is where we would like to be in the future. So when you have groups like the Satanic Temple uh, doing overt action and challenging the status quo, you know, they may be... In, in their heads doing something that is really great, but they're doing it in the wrong way mm -hmm. because they're hurting Satanists in the process. And maybe that's their intention, maybe it's not. But they're literally pulling us back two decades if, you know, the more attention that this gets. Yeah, I doubt they have some sort of Machiavellian uh, plan in place. I think they're just, <laughs> yeah, this is just a uh, some dipshits and it's like they took the church of satan website I'm, i was looking at their website earlier it's like they took the church of satan website and just like entered it all into a thesaurus and then copied and pasted the what you know it's just it's off the mark completely but it is they took you know i'm in school right now i'm writing research papers you know how it is when you read something you're just like oh you just like rewrote the wikipedia entry yeah it's sort of that sort of thing they never uh it's really ridiculous language they they do these crazy verbal gymnastics to to sort of rewrite the uh the tenets but in their own words you know yeah <laughs> it's really incredibly yeah. pathetic well anyone who's stupid enough to fall into their fold hey have at it yeah i don't fuck want them. you anywhere near my religion <laughs> Good so it's Get the fuck out. I mean, if that's what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, but it is a genuine concern. And so wherever appropriate in your life, mm -hmm. and you don't have to out yourself to do it. But if there's ever a question, it's incumbent upon us as Satanists to defend that which we hold so dear, this religion. It, it behooves um, you yeah. to correct people. It's to your benefit, which is nothing but Satanic. 
to yeah. clarify. So again, you don't have to out yourself, but if you hear people associating Satanism with the Satanic Temple, it's pretty easy to say, well, I've actually, you know, I had a friend of mine was a Satanist or a friend of mine wrote a paper in college about this and just give the right. fucking truth. Yeah. You don't have to be like, I too am a Satanist. <laughs> I killed 13 virgins. You know, I mean, don't be a douche. I think, you know, I think Anton LaVey's name at this point is a household name for, I guess, in some households. But, you know, just (laughs) everyone kind of knows that name, right? Maybe not. Maybe not everyone. But I think he's pretty infamous at this point. But he's an author. You can look him up. You know, he's just say this doesn't jive with what Anton LaVey was saying when he started the Church of Satan. And, you know, there's every reason for you to know the truth without, you know without outing yourself. And I, but I think that's, in my opinion, the best way to combat sort of jokers like this. Yeah. Because once you start making official statements, once you start combating them on their own ground, you're giving them equal authority. Yeah. You're saying that this is, this is the genuine threat and yeah, I need to address it. And, but, and we have to remember, they are not legitimate. They are not on par with the organization. They are literally, as Aaron just said, stealing what Satanists are, rewriting it poorly, mm-hmm. and then claiming it's their own philosophies. They are they're reaching out, trying to, in, in, in advertising, we call this borrowed equity. Mm-hmm. They're trying to borrow the equity of the Satanic, uh, I'm sorry, of uh, the Church of Satan and Satanists to further their own need for the spotlight, need for attention. Yeah, yeah totally. It's it's really really ridiculous. So I do not think we should ever directly you know make statements or, or publish yeah, we, anything like that. We don't want to opinion. validate them in any way. Exactly. That's the last thing we want to do. But you can do it on your own. Everyone listening, you can do it in your own ways, on your own terms, and and tell the fucking truth. And that way, you can rest assured that these idiots will not be really spoiling ruining poisoning what satanism is in this world Um, we we have a clear definition we have an organization dedicated to clarifying it Um, if you're a member if you appreciate what the organization does then step up when when it's appropriate and that's only you know defined by you and clarify but don't do it on their same ground You, you never fight on someone else's terms and I can't help but think that, you know, they're just by right of using our goddamn religious name, <laughs> appropriate, um, yeah. they're picking a fight. So we have to make sure that we're smart. We have to make sure that we act appropriately. We have to make sure that we maintain dignity and don't get in stupid online battles. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Be, can- be canny <laughs> and and cagey like panthers. and. We'll crush them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just make sure you clarify it whenever it comes up, because that's going to be the best way of combating these idiots. All right. And yeah, I do have a problem with them, because they do genuinely threaten the complete understanding of what I am. And that's offensive, and it's aggressive, uh, take an aggressive stance toward me. And so I have a problem with that. And so, you know, I, I don't want people to think because... Um, because they're idiots and we know that they're going to go away, that it's not a genuine threat. Because the more the idiots like this go out and claim to be Satanists, 
the more muddy the meaning of Satanists become to those uninformed, to the ignorant out there. And to be fair, the majority of the our populace, of the human populace on this planet, mm -hmm. is ignorant. And they're, so let's, they're borrowing our equity. I can't have that. <laughs> we'll not stand. Way to shit on what I thought was a pretty good. No, I'm, I'm being completely <laughs> sincere. I, I think it's a great term. And that's just... our equity. That's my equity. Give it back. All right. Fuck you. Get your own. <laughs> I earned this. Get your own equity. Get your own equity, you oh, fuckface. All right. Well, let's move from the uh, paragon of news USA Today to the upcoming opposingviews.com. <laughs> Gay issues. Why did, is that why you had me read it? I, I'm reading. I genuinely think I'm a lot of my audience thinks I'm gay. They do. Oh. I'll read it. I'll read it. You just, you just try to keep your wrist from flapping around. I try to act macho. Yeah. <clears throat> stiffrest, stiffrest. <clears throat> okay. Gay teacher Michael Griffin was fired from a prep school for marrying his partner. This is by Allison Geller. It's from various sources. Published today. A Philadelphia-area teacher was fired from his job at a private school because he applied for a same-sex marriage license, despite the fact that his sexuality was common knowledge at the school. Today I applied for a marriage license, since New Jersey now has marriage equality, Michael Griffin posted on his Facebook page. After 12 years together, I was excited to finally be able to marry my partner. Because of that, I was fired from Holy Ghost Preparatory School. Worst school ever. God, best school. <laughs> uh, I wish I'd, I could tell people I'm an alumnus of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Jesus, I am. Okay, I am an alum. Oh, I am an alumnus of the school. <laughs> I, <have shot> <laughs> oh, I should have read it. Read it. <laughs> This is not me talking. I am an alumnus of the school and have taught for 12 years. I feel hurt, saddened, betrayed, and except for this post, I am at a loss for words. <laughs> Lengthy post. I love it. ABC re Local reported that Griffin, a resident of New Jersey, taught French and Spanish at Holy Ghost Prep School in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Ben Salem? Mm -hmm. where it was well known within the school's administration that he was gay. Griffin said he emailed Holy Ghost's principal, Jeffrey Danilak, earlier this week saying that he was applying for a marriage license and might be late Friday. He was then called into the office of school president, Father James McCloskey, where he also met with Danilak. Griffin recalled the conversation. He said, I'm not it's not really a secret here that you're gay. I said, correct. He said, I assume this is a same-sex marriage. Yes. <laughs> He said, if I go through with it, he had no choice but determining my position. I've been with my partner for more than 12 years, the entire time I've been teaching at the school, Griffin told NBC Philadelphia. He's been to numerous school functions with me. He's even been to McCloskey's house. The teacher's code of conduct specifies that all teachers are expected to uphold lifestyles compatible with the moral teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. Griffin's marriage was apparently the sticking point. At a meeting in my office yesterday, teacher Michael Griffin made clear that he obtained a license to marry his same-sex partner, McCloskey wrote in a statement. Unfortunately, this decision contradicts the terms of his teaching contract at our school, which requires that all faculty and staff to follow the teachings of the church as a condition of their employment. This dude needs to work in his sentence construction. <laughs> and Griffin told ABC, I can't believe it's over like that. Despite the fact that he now needs a job, Griffin said the school to me has shown their true colors, so I don't know if I... I certainly don't want to work there again after I've seen how they treated me. 
good mm-hmm. score. So that begs the question, why the fuck did you write this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean. I don't need you anymore. All right. So um, guilty or not guilty, the school for firing him? <laughs> I mean, where do you even start? They're, of course, they're assholes, but I don't know. Do they have the right to, to fire? I think any job can fire anyone for any reason. Isn't that something you sign when you start work there? Well, Maybe that's just... Depending on the state, the yes, there, there is the right to work state. <laughs> um, but there all, there's also um, non-discrimination Of course, laws. yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, I think they fired him for good reason. And I'm not saying that because Ooh, he's gay or because he was getting married. I'm saying it. Yeah, I know. I just lost half my audience. Um, no, he he should be fired. He does not live a life compatible with the crazy religious teachings of Christians. Now, and let's keep oh, this yeah. in mind. This is a Christian fucking school. It's called the, the Holy, Holy Ghost, Ghost Prep, Prep School. God Come damn on. It. Of course. Of course. Why? Yes. Fire his ass. He's gay. He's not compatible with Christianity. If if anyone has ever looked at the fucking Old Testament, you do not. This is completely wrong. Now, whether or not it's okay in our modern society has nothing to do with it. Right. We cannot apply logic in this case because (laughs) it is about a religious organization. So, in that fucking context, he is at a religious school that requires lifestyle compatible mm-hmm. with... If he was a pedophile... Then, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let him stay. That is okay with Christians. Just ask the Catholic Church. That is quite all right. Be a pedophile. They love that. <laughs> the rest of the world doesn't. They do. They're okay with it. You have a home History in the Catholic tells Church. Us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, 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 he... You cannot, on one hand, Say you believe in an organization that hates everything you are. Yeah. Um, work at, at, at a, a school that teaches hatred for everything you are. And then throw your arms up flamboyantly. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulously. When you get fired. Of course you're going to get fired. You're gay. No, no, you no, get no. You're gay married. Ho, ho, okay, ho, so, ho, whoa, 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 so that's whoa. Where I, sit. I don't think it's right. No, well, I know, but... How he, would you not expect it? Yeah, but he's been a homo the whole time he's been there. And they all of a sudden have a problem because he got married? Like well, That legalizes his homosity. Oh, so now it's, like, on his permanent record, and it, therefore... Well, literally, yes. Like, because that whole other time, who knows, he might have finally met the perfect woman and <laughs> settled down and got married and had kids. Who could have will and graced it, all right? Ugh. How dare! Look, I'm not saying it's right. I'm no, I know you're not. In the context, I, I think, you know, why did, why would he want to? No, be that's a, part a of that? whole nother question. Like, dude, uh, <laughs> how bad are you at your job that the only fucking place you can get a gig is at some place that hates your fucking guts? Like, it's, it's insane. I I don't understand that. He should he should be ashamed of himself for working at this Holy Ghost prep school for twelve years and fucking indoctrinating. I mean. I can only imagine the kind of shit these poor kids have to go through. You know, that kind of, that age group where you just grow up being told that even like the slightest hint of doubt about the Holy Spirit, that your shit is named the Holy Spirit. You know that that is like, especially in Catholicism, that's like the fucking third rail. Like if you even sort of kind of deny the Holy Spirit, you're... 
eternal damnation. Like, do not pass go straight to hell. <laughs> like, you can't even ask Jesus for help. Like, eternal damnation if even a seed of doubt is planted in your head. So, hey, hey, dude, hey, Griffin, whatever your fucking name is, how how dare you spend 12 years teaching this kind of horseshit to children? Do you know, doesn't he, didn't, I mean, (laughs) can't he see the damage he's done? I think this motherfucker should be ashamed of himself. I agree. I, I mean, anyone, I think, that teaches Christianity, um should be ashamed of themselves. No, I agree. And I, and here's the thing. I I don't care if you're a Christian. That that's not the problem. But if you are literally indoctrinating other people to that made up horse shit that doesn't even make sense to you on a logical level, then there's a genuine poison there. Um you fucked up a lot of people. And here's the other thing. Um it's it's a religious school that you do not in any way fit in with. You can you may think you're a Christian, that's fine. You may actually believe that stuff. But how do you how do you reconcile that with your lifestyle? Yeah. Like I and I know that there's a lot of sort of modern interpretations of Christianity that allow uh, you know that sort of lifestyle. And they even accept that it's the way you were born rather than, you know, just some perversion that happened when you were growing up. Um, you know, in their minds there. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that you can lie to yourself, but I mean, it's who you are. And, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm so clear about, you know, like, you know, we we live as Satanists. We were born as Satanists. And so I'm on the other side looking at this saying, I could never fake being a Christian. This is who I am. My life, the way my mind works mm-hmm. is not compatible with this idea the notions that they espouse. And so just, how could you, yeah. as someone who on one side of your life says, I should be like this, and then on the other says, I want to be like this. I want to be a part of this, and I want to share this with other people. Ugh. And then be shocked when your ass gets called to the fucking... Yeah, fuck uh, you, dude. How, I mean... Yeah, so you're, because of that, guilty. I, I think he yeah. should have been fired. I think he needs to... He should have been more ashamed about teaching Christianity at the fucking Holy Ghost fucking school no shit been about being gay uh, exactly your up and says come Mr. Griffin yeah. and I'm not saying that because I'm trying to get you on my side Michael Griffin I don't want you get the fuck yeah. I don't want anything to do with you not because you're gay but because you're Christian get, get out <laughs> I don't want you on my side <laughs> step across the line sort of but, like cognitive dissonance that these people must deal with on a daily basis these you know gay people who hate who are who claim to be Christians or like Black people who cl- who claim to hate gays, like, what kind of, and again with the gymnastics, like, what kind of fucking crazy delusional shit do you have to tell yourself every day when you wake up to sort of just justify and just justify the way that you act all the time to other people? Like, do you not see what you're doing is completely hypocritical and cuckoo bananas? Yeah. Cuckoo bananas. Cuckoo bananas. Crazy. All right, so yeah, I mean, I brought that up because I, I thought it'd be interesting to, to get your take on it. It wasn't. And I have been proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's take a short break. And oh, on the God, other yes. side, it's going to be a short break for us, but for the listeners, it's going to be like that. 
Like that. Like that. <laughs> and we'll jump into down the crossroads. I dare you will. Sure you won't stay out in this blackout? Sure is dark tonight. Thank you for the ride, sir. I think I'll be fine. Do yourself. What are you doing out here? Oh, I'm, I'm headed down to the crossroads. <laughs> Wait, miss. You can't be. You're the, you're the devil. devil. But you're, you're beautiful. beautiful. Just sign here. Oh my God. Go. Hey, it's down to the crossroads time. All right. Woo. <laughs> So, Merry Christmas, everyone. It's Hey, Jesus was born, not really. God bless us, everyone. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, it's easy. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to no, go please. off on a Tiny Tim reference here. It's easy to say, God blesses everyone, when you have a filthy rich benefactor providing you a duck dinner. Wow. I don't have that. I didn't know Tiny Tim was your arch enemy. Ah, uh, Tiny Tim! Ah. I hate that bastard. Him and his stupid crutch. Ugh, that Ugh. crutch. I'd love to shove it up his glass. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. No, I, I think that's a wonderful story. I hate the implications of it, mm. but I like the story. I actually, I really dig Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, my God, yes. That's my favorite version. Josh, Josh loves that one. I like the one with Albert Finney. Ooh, I'm not sure. Oh my god, that's the serious one. That's the one you gotta watch. Albert Finney. Oh, fuck yeah. Have you seen The Muppets? Uh, which, what? Like The Muppets Christmas Carol? Oh, of course. Come on. I didn't like that one as much. Ugh, you wouldn't. I, I thought Mickey's was so much better. Mickey's is good, it's true. Like, hands down, so much better. It's um, good. Anyway, yeah. Sorry to <laughs> shit on your it's, segment. No, fuck it. I shit on yours all day long. <laughs> so, of course, it's Christmas time in the city. Just hear the sleigh bells ringing. Ding, 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 doodly, 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 But this is down to the crossroads. Yeah, so let's get serious. So this time I decided to take a little bit of a different take. Because last year, you know, of course, it was Christmas, too. Also, last December. Wait, we 20th. had that last year? Last, yeah. Christmas. What, do we do this every single fucking year? I know. It's crazy. But I focused more last year on sort of, you know, the traditional Delta Blues. This time I'm going to take a little bit of a different decade into hand. Like, that's a horse riding reference if anyone out there, any of the listeners ride. I'm taking it in hand and I'm going to make this more about like... Horse uh, nerd. Like, like electric blues. The this, They're all... Sort of recorded around the 50s and jump blues kind of stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and hit play. And, you know, you can find... Oh, wait, which one? Who, hold on. We're going to start with the empty... Do you have the... Adam, do you have yeah, yeah. the link? Are you yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. It goes Floyd Dixon, Titus, and then <laughs> Little Willie. Gotcha. Okay. So where can people find this? You know, we're going to put it on the website, of course, 9 cents. 
on the internet. Dot .org. Just kidding. <laughs> .net. <laughs> Everyone knows. Yeah, it'll be on the Facebook page down in the corner. We should do dot .sin. We got to make a dot .sin. Oh, are they? I heard they were opening that kind of thing up. What? Like they were just going to open up the .com, .net, .org kind of thing where you could just make it dot .whatever the fuck you want. That I mean, would be awesome. Right? Oh, X, see, X, I really, X. I would love dot anal and then I would love <laughs> dot sin. So I, I would have to toss up which one I want to do with uh, nine cents. Well, <clears throat> while you figure that out, <laughs> let's, uh, let's listen to some Floyd Dixon singing about the empty stocking blues. All right. Oh. It's Christmas Eve. Whoa, I am surprised. Is that nice? I did not think you would, you specifically would put up something like this. Why? It's so much more refined than anything that's normally on Down at the Crossroads. That's true. I told you I was taking it in hand. I was taking this a different direction. Oof, that is good though, isn't it? So. I dig it. I, I thought you might. So Floyd Dixon, he's probably, and this is kind of funny I was going to mention at the time but you you sort of referenced made a reference you don't even know it to Floyd Dixon earlier but he uh, had a song Hey Bartender it was in the Blues Brothers you you like that movie right? Yeah I dig it so you may recognize his voice he's from Texas but so this is sort of you know piano blues and it was uh, oh it's just so nice and and yeah, it's got a good pace, uh-huh. especially with I'm drink me drinking. Mm. So again, you should be listeners uh, going to down the crossroads on Facebook or on the nine cents podcast.com page and picking up this and listening to this track listing while we're listening to it because it is it's really amazing. Yeah, and he, yeah, sort of goes into Jingle Bells right there. Yeah. Which, you know, I love <laughs> yeah. that shit. I love that shit. So Floyd Dixon, he, you know, he, he he called himself Mr. Magnificent. So I love anyone who's willing to just go ahead and say, <laughs> my name is Floyd Dixon, but you can call me Mr. Magnificent. An alumni of the Holy Ghost Preparatory. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the jump, you know, the jump blues, which are kind of like um, the precursor to rhythm and blues and then rock and roll and it all kind of, this song isn't so much jump blues. Some of the other ones I went with are, this is more just sort of almost, um, almost like a barrel house blues, but he's moved on. He's plugged in. I think this was recorded in 1950, I think. But so Dixon, you know, he was in the music industry for a while. Uh, he did a lot of those like raunchy sort of blues songs, and then he kind of retired for a while. And then in the, I think in the in 1984, he was commissioned to write the Olympic Blues for the Summer Olympics that year, which is weird. Oh, what? Yeah. They had Olympic Blues. This, he he wrote a song, like a theme song for the Olympics, called the Olympics Blues. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. How right? come I've never heard of this before? I don't know. Cause it's probably crap. I mean, it was made in 1984, so it was, you know. Yeah, it probably was. was there any good music? 
Bluetooth music made in 1984. I don't know. Was um, I think that was the era of of Clapton trying to claim it, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Maybe a little bit later. I mean, I know he's he was he's playing sort of just the 70s. Double down, but. You know, he was playing music in the 70s, and maybe the 60s. Blues, though? I mean, like, I know he, he did Cream. He was influenced, yeah. I mean, and stuff. Cream and, what was that? Uh, traffic? Was he in Traffic? Oh, God. Sure. I don't know. My True Colors. There was some uh, crossover between, yeah, some tangentially related to Traffic. Anywho, um, yeah, 84, I don't know, when did Tears in Heaven come out? I mean, there was a... <laughs> that was the 90s. I think that okay. was early So I don't 90s. know if... It, the 80s might have been a really dry spell for the blues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I like that because there's a lot of 80s, like, sort of hair bands that I, I still dig to this day. Well, that's... Shamefully. That's your, <laughs> your problem. I do have to say that... <laughs> seriously. There, there's a sort of um, typical blues uh, expression that, that happens in music where you sort of have that... Yeah. And he he did that in this with Christmas, and it like I was totally you were you were talking when it was happening, but I was totally fucking Stevie wondering it over here. Oh yeah, I <laughs> my head. It was awesome. Uh huh. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I think you're gonna like the next one too. I'm gonna hit play here on this right. Christmas morning blues. So good. Oh, I'm just gonna be quiet for a sec. It's not working. <gasps> what the fuck? I guess we'll just wait for Adam. Did the satanic temple fuck with my blues too? They heard you were fucking talking about him. <laughs> he's talking shit. <laughs> Shut his Spotify down. <laughs> That'll get him where it NSA. hurts. I almost had a fucking internal informant about <laughs> someone spying on our prison. Uh, mm. It's happening, people. Let me know when your shit's Here working. Oh. Oh, are you kidding me? Is it not? What's your problem? Oh, Titus. <laughs> Speak to me, Titus. Oh, my gosh. Ah! You're gonna... This is amazing. Oh, you're li it's working now? <laughs> yeah, it's working now. <laughs> Primus Munin. Yeah. This motherfucker mm. is feeling some shit. <laughs> like some baby making music. Yeah, so this is this is pretty exemplary of what the jump blues were. They, you know, it's upbeat. There's horns. You can hear like that it is preceding R and B and rock and roll, and you can also hear where it came from, which is big band music. You know, it's all Wait, there. Is this really 1925, or is that? No, no, this is from the 52. Why is this saying 1925 on my Spotify? Your shit's fucked up. All right. <laughs> I don't think I'm <laughs> dyslexic. <laughs> so That's he's, uh, you know, there's this song, which is fucking fantastic. I mean, this is a really like a gem of a fucking song. But Titus Turner is probably better known as a composer. He wrote um, like Leave My Kitten Alone, which I know Elvis Costello has covered because I know everything about Elvis Costello. And uh but uh, other people, Stevie Wonder maybe did a version. There's a bunch of versions of that. And he also did, he was really into like doing those um, uh, like response songs. 
So his first hit was called The Return of uh, Staggerly, which is an answer song to Lloyd Price's Staggerly, which is pretty well known. Staggerly, yeah. Uh, um, and then he also did an answer song to um, Lloyd Price's I'm Gonna Get Married, which he called mm-hmm. We Told You Not to Marry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he also he did a version of uh, his funeral my trial, which I um, is one of Sonny Boy Williams' and uh, more famous songs. Mm-hmm. This is just great. I, I I had to give a little bit of a confession here. I am a crazy huge fan of Christmas music. I oh, yeah. don't know why. It's some of the earliest that I was like I, I distinctly remember my mom yelling through the floors telling me to shut up because I was singing Christmas music in the wee hours of the morning as a kid. Uh-huh. I truly dig like Bing Crosby and Sinatra mm-hmm. and Dean Martin and like old fucking cool ass Christmas tunes sung. And uh I love it when you have this sort of crossover so like Elvis did some really amazing stuff but when you can kick it back a couple years with guys like this it just ah it gives you a whole nother feel for this Mm. genre that you love it's really really cool yeah I think it's great there's a lot of blues there's a lot of Christmas blues music you just kind of have to (laughs) go searching for it but this is one of my that was one of my favorites I fucking love that song I think I mean even the whole Christmas genre Mm. it I mean, it just caters to the notion of the blues, I think. I mean, when you think about what the season is mm-hmm. and how the reality of it is, I mean, it, you know, this winter season is is the most depressive of all <laughs> the year for human beings. So yeah. it just caters to the notion of the blues. And when you see, like, fucking Christmas favorite here is Scrooged. Love that fucking show. Bill Murray's badass. Yep. Um... It just sort of caters to that idea of what you want not coming to fruition and (laughs) you're just going to sort of take your pity party and just wallow for a little bit. You'll pick yourself up later. Right now, you're going to enjoy the sort of suckiness. The Christmas suck. You're going to enjoy the Christmas suck. (laughs) Embrace it. Embrace the Christmas (laughs) suck, people. Come on. Love it. <laughs> so <laughs> let's move on, huh? Unless you want to. <laughs> I'm stuck with the... yell at me. Have you ever had like a horrible Christmas? Can we talk about that for a second? Oh God! Of what's course. What's your worst Christmas? Oh no! I should have prepared. Uh, what's my worst Christmas? The audience doesn't mind waiting. Well, this is. I mean, I. <laughs> I feel like like uh, Debbie Downer. <laughs> But I think the worst Christmas was uh, the one after my mom died. And I was also fuck. in the middle of a divorce. And I had just moved back oh, to Baltimore. Fuck. And I was living in a rented room in somebody else's house. And I had no friends. And <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, it, it, I know. I should have, I would have, if I planned ahead, I would have picked it funnier. <laughs> but uh, We'll just spring it on you. It didn't help. No. But yeah, I mean, Christmas is kind of shit for me. Um in a way, because, uh, you know, my dad died recently. Mm. My, my mom died a few years ago. My brother, who's my only sort of living relative, because everyone else is dead. Uh, he lives in Montana, and I haven't seen him in a while. It was, you know, 
last Thanksgiving when I saw him when my dad was dying in Montana. And, um, you know, Christmas is kind of sad for me because I don't, my fa- the only family I have is far away and everyone else is kind of dead. And, but fortunately, I have another family in Atlanta, Josh's family. And they have kids. And I think Christmas is about kids, you know? Um, can, right. can we edit this? Because this is really no, bummer. No, <laughs> not at all. I I want to give you a big, gigantic fucking bear hug that lasts a little longer than is appropriate. Well, that's a... I didn't mean to be like, <laughs> bring the mood down. But Christmas is hard for a lot of people. And I guess yeah, maybe I can uh, be a spokesperson for that. Like, <laughs> you know. I am part of Christmas <laughs> suck. Look at me for yeah. I, I was gonna I was gonna say some stupid shit, but you just buried. Sorry, the fucking <laughs> I didn't mean to bum there. everyone out. But you know, yeah, the, the holidays can be hard for a lot of people. They're not hard for me yet because it's not quite that time. I, I think after the holidays is when I get really bummed. It's like, what the hell do we have to look forward to now? Now like it's two just, months of winter. Right. And- it's just dark at four and fucking freezing cold and we have two more months of this and there's no presents coming soon (laughs) (laughs) that's when i get really bummed out but (laughs) (laughs) i need my presents (laughs) oh man i uh do you have a horse i'm not gonna give my worst christmas because it's gonna pale Mm -mm. so dramatically in comparison with what you just said Uh, i will say (laughs) that uh i i i'm gonna come to a shock as a shock to many many people i'm at a loss for words <laughs> i kind of feel fucking kind of depressed right now i'm sorry oh my god i'm the dark cloud that hovers over every situation <laughs> it's my middle school oh my god years all over hey hey sad. it's erin she's come to pee pee in your cheerios Everybody. Fuck. Normally, I mean, if it was anyone but Aaron, I would totally eat it up. But PB <laughs> materials is awesome. But fuck. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we'll edit that out. I'm, this is no. I'm not gonna. Edit it. That's terrible. But in in a good way that you're open enough that you are willing to share that. I truly appreciate. I I've lost my father, and so I know I know the pain that is associated with that. And if you, I mean, both your parents, I cannot imagine. And then starting attaching the holidays with that. Mm. God damn, that's got to be really fucking hard. It's no wonder why uh, you're a raging alcoholic. <laughs> it's so true. I get drunk to forget that my parents are dead. <laughs> oh, just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love you, Aaron. I love you so much. I love Please don't kill yourself tonight. I'm not going to kill myself. Believe I'm me. I'm going to kill myself from hearing that story. <laughs> no. Everybody <laughs> dies. It's not that bad. <laughs> Both We're all going to die. Are dead. I am utterly alone. <laughs> I'm not alone. I have people like you. <laughs> right? Who would see that as a negative? <laughs> let's right, let's up this down to the crossroads and ourselves up by listening to the next one let's do it it's called Merry Christmas Yay, happiness. <laughs> it's not working what the fuck is happening alright what have you done we're gonna go on without you you can catch right, up later ahead. I'm listening to a birch box commercial uh, oh cause you don't have you don't pay for Spotify that's why you're listening to ads I pay for Spotify 
I buy music. I don't need to pay for Spotify. Oh, I do. I pay $10 a month for Spotify, and it is the best $10 I spend every month. They have the... the I, I, this isn't a commercial for Spotify, but... Uh, apparently it is. Y'all people need to get some Spotify that you don't <laughs> have to listen you to. You need to get some Spotify. <laughs> some people say Jesus. No, say get Spotify. Spotify. Oh, Fuck Jesus. Spotify. <laughs> oh, no, this is nice. Isn't it great? So he was little Willie Littlefield. Uh, he's been, he, you know, he was born in like 1931. This song was recorded in 1949. And he recorded the first version of the song Kansas City that pretty much every, everybody knows now. He recorded it as Casey Lovin' in 1952. And that's pretty much what he's best known for. Uh, he was really, um, he really influenced a lot of great people, uh, I think most notably Fats Domino. He had this sort of musical signature that was sort of this um, piano triplet, which is like a, you know, three notes in every beat, which you'll mm-hmm. definitely hear on like Blueberry Hill. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're hearing this guitar solo that I'm hearing right now. Yeah. Oh, this is so fucking good. Piano, guitar. There is, there is something genuinely sexy in my oh, mind yeah. about the blues. Definitely, especially this like sort I, of era. Of- like I, when I hear classical music or classical scores, mm-hmm. I think of ritual. When I when I hear rock or metal, I think of partying. When I think of blues, I think of sex, women, like yeah. I, just carnal fucking sensations of touch and smell and taste and goddamn. Yeah. I think that the, you know, one of the greatest things the blues gave us was a sort of permission to feel that sort of feeling. It's right there in the music. It, you can't deny it. If you're denying it, then you're denying yourself. <laughs> this is so good. If I, um, there's a song and I wish I could remember the guy's name. It's called, um, uh, she's got the river Jordan in her hips. And, uh, <laughs> I think that's sort of the, the sexiest titles of a song ever. And it's so like sort of sacrilegious, you know, cause he's talking about sex, you know, basically just the woman is just, she's got these crazy like boobs in her hips but the River Jordan, I mean, that's definitely like a biblical reference, right? <laughs> I just love the title. It just, it's so sacrilegious and so perfect. I, think, but, I mean, that's part of the true glory of the blues is that it, it takes a lot of cues from religion. Yeah, that's in a lot exactly of the songs. right. Yeah. And then it sort of turns it on its head and, and adds sensation. Yes. And, that, and, and <laughs> like personality and like individual expression of... And it just makes it so goddamn good. Absolutely. I that agree. was amazing. I'm glad you liked it. Mm. All right. Um, well, that was your worst Christmas. That was an amazing <laughs> song. What was your best Christmas? Oh, oh gosh, my best Christmas. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm just a... tossing these things out on the fly. I'm crazy <laughs> like that. I had a best birthday when I was 13. I got a horse for my birthday. 
But did you really? Yeah. You were the one girl in the world that actually got a Dude, horse for her birthday? The, it never escapes me. I'm sorry, I was 12. It, it it never escapes me that I was the luckiest 12-year-old on the face of the planet. I used to uh, ride horses when I was a kid, and I was riding at a stable, and it was the 80s, and I think... Um, I might have explained. I might have explained this before on other shows, but in the '80s, I think the last show, my mom, we had a lot of money. My mom owned her own business, and she just, came, you know, it was the '80s. Everyone kind of had a lot of money. I was 12 years old. I had been riding horses for a few years, and I walked into the stable where I had been, um, get, you know, having horseback riding lessons, and I saw this. There was this brand new, like, thousand-dollar saddle sitting there like a balloon that said happy birthday Aaron and I was like oh my god like um a thousand dollar saddle you got me a saddle for my birthday and then my mom was like no you get the whole thing and she had bought me this horse and a saddle and I mean I believe me like it was it it has been downhill from there (laughs) every day is a disappointment compared to that how does your man ever (laughs) compete with that (laughs) I've recalibrated, I guess, since then. You know, my mom, um, like I said, we had a lot of money then, but she sold her business and then everything kind of went to shit. And (laughs) so I know what it's like to be kind of like, sort of, we have a word for it, but I'm not going to use it because it's offensive. But like, I want to hear it. No, I'm not going to say it. I'll tell you offline. Um, No, I'll get in trouble. People that people that I work with listen to this. It's, It's, you know, it's a term that you use when you have a lot of money. Um, and then you just spend it all. <laughs> but my mom was like that. She had all this money and she was terrible with it. And she just spent it on horses and cars and, but, you know, so I know what it's like to be that kind of, um, yeah. fake rich and then really poor. <laughs> you were literally the subject of like a rap song <laughs> in the nineties. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, wow. That's cool. Good for you. Sorry. I did it again. You right now. I like, I, I, you said Christmas and I said oh I don't know but my best best birthday I know that <laughs> damn what was your best Christmas uh right, this is gonna be real cheese so please dial your fucking <laughs> selves accordingly I'll try to stifle my laughs <laughs> my best Christmas was when my son was like four and he could comprehend mm. the idea of presents and Santa Maybe maybe he could before that, but it, I mean four, and he like walked in and he saw his stocking overflowing with little trinkets. Not a fucking horse, but <laughs> for him, what was good? <laughs> and he just had a really amazing, you know, like I got all these presents and there's this magical person that brought them to me, and I just like sat there like starry eyed, you know, like a mm-hmm. fucking Japanimation, big bright eyed, you know, big white circles all over. <laughs> and I was like, I made magic. Like I yeah. literally created magic for yeah. my son. Like the one person that will, I will die and I will move into the dirt and become a fucking weed, but he will carry on my name and I made magic. <laughs> for me, that was that was it. That, that was the greatest thing I could yeah. have possibly ever done. I actually, then, I, I remember a Christmas where uh, my mom was able to convince my brother and I that um, that Santa was outside, that we could look out the window, <laughs> and he was out there. And you know how, I mean, people in general are pretty easy to convince of things that aren't real, yeah. but especially 
kids. And my mom's like, don't you see him? Don't you see Santa? He's on that roof over there on the, he's on, he's on the neighbor's house. And I was like, I don't see him. I don't see him. And then, you know, I was probably like eight and my brother was maybe 10, something like that. And he was like, I think I see him. And then I was like, oh, I think I see him too. And, you, know, <laughs> you doubled down. Yeah. So my mom was just totally like, there's, I see him. Don't you see the outline? Like she was like tracing the, like the frost in the window. She's like, don't you see that's his sack. And he's going down the neighbor's chimney. And I was like, Oh my God, it, it's Santa. And like, I totally was just like, oh, I saw Santa. That's amazing. Yeah. My mom was pretty, um, that's cool. Oh yeah. She was pretty good at, like uh fun my mom was good at fun <laughs> yeah that's awesome that is awesome yeah well thank you for an amazing fucking down to the grosser <laughs> i truly dug it you get sad you get amazing music <laughs> and you get happy that you, you, what else fucking can you ask for seriously yeah, that's where what, can people find you online i'm at uh on facebook oh twitter is chelsea girl 19 and on facebook at down to the crossroads Aaron, if you don't know, is always 19. <laughs> Just above the legal age limit and yeah. amazing. <laughs> well, that was awesome. That was sounded really okay. creepy. Like, I heard myself saying that, and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> don't say that. Well, you can edit that out if you want. I dug that. That was, that was really cool. Thank you so okay. much for that. Seriously, check out Down the Crossroads on Facebook or uh Chelsea Girl 19 on Twitter, or just, I mean, she even has a Tumblr page. Mm. She's kind of everywhere. That's true. Literally. In a good way, though. Right. Check it out and do yourselves a favor and listen to the music of these playlists that she puts together. It, they're truly amazing. And if you in any way connect with what I do or with what Aaron does, you will find some genuine return in this music. There is sensation that you will not get with the top fucking 40 hits. All right? Casey Kasem doesn't know shit. He's dead. Aaron is the bomb. <laughs> Long live the Aaron. <laughs> Long live the Aaron. All right, but you know what? That's going to do it. That's going to do it for another episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Already? Yeah, already. And both of us would love to hear from you. Visit the website 9centspodcast.com and send your correspondence to info at 9centspodcast.com. Let us know of any suggestions, critiques, corrections, or general comments you might have. You can visit the Satan Net, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, or MySpace page for 9 cents to get updated on weekly topics. Download the show Monday nights via my RSS feed. Found, you know, that's a lie. You can actually download it Monday morning. I make a point to like upload the podcast before mm -hmm. I can get to work. So mm -hmm. I've been lying to you. I'm sorry. This is a house of lies. This is in this entire podcast. <laughs> it's all a farce. It's a lie. Mm -hmm. Is that too loud? No. Okay. <clears throat> We're also on Last FM, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. So look for us. You can subscribe to Nine Cents via iTunes by searching guess Nine Cents. That's right. Don't forget to leave a rating or comment if you do. If you'd like to learn more about the Church of Satan, and you should, visit churchofsatan.com. And surprisingly enough, I, it's, it's real. Like, it's the truth. It's not a lie. It's not a fabrication. Like, the dictionary term for Satanism oh. is a lie. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And keep in mind, you guys are doing amazing. You're doing brilliant. The only way this podcast is going to live is if you tell somebody about it. Share nine cents with your friends, your enemies. Hell, your grandma. Tell Grandmama. 
Her heart may not last through one episode, certainly not one of Aaron's episodes. She might be but dead if she's my grandmother. If she's like my grandmother at all, if she's dead. Why would you <laughs> What is wrong with you? It's called the callback. <laughs> Don't listen to Aaron. She'll be fine for at least 20 minutes in. I'm fine. Uh, tell her about it. Let's build this podcast together, people. Help spread the word. I'm still stuck on the interactive child monument. What would that entail? What the fuck? Like, like the cat in the hat telling you about it? Ugh. Like an interactive fucking Dory the Explorer thing? I don't like, even know. Like picture want, pages. There'd be like that pen that makes noise. <laughs> I really genuinely want to know. All right. And once again, thank you for joining me. And as always, I'm your host, Adam Campbell, being joined by... Aaron, that's me. Aaron, that's me. She's so amazing. Seriously. Seriously. one of your own. And until next week, hail Satan. Hail Satan. Wait, can you do one more? One more what? Hail Satan? Do, do a more aggressive. Hail Satan! <laughs> Shit. <laughs>